Shockers and Shockettes to Shockcast episode 191. I'm pretty sure they just heard me say I was going to vomit, but I'm not. I'm going to hold it in just for you guys. It's not that kind of video. Joining me today on a very special Shockcast, Deputy Editor, Mr. Vickers. Howdy. Uh, super video guy, Ryan Meitzler. I don't know about super. Uh, maybe super duper, or I don't know, something like that. But anyway, yeah. Hi, everyone. Hello. And just in case our Ryan goes sour and bad like a piece of fruit, <laughs> we have another Ryan to take his place. Ladies backup Ryan, ready to go. A backup <laughs> Ryan. Everyone should have a backup Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, new staff writer, Ryan Rath, how are you? Hey, what's up, all? Yeah, it's Ryan Inception. Yes, Aww. yes. I want a Ryan within a Ryan. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like this is going to get really dirty really quick, so just it, keep Oh, going. it will. It will. <laughs> it will. <laughs> And, and going back to my first Ryan, Ryan, the games are out. They're, 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 apparently, there's a ton of them. I bought a bunch. So did you. I, I'm broke for the next couple of weeks, Ryan. What, what games? Yep. New releases. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so, new releases this week. We have uh, Door Kickers for PC, Mac, and Linux. I think probably one of the best titles for a game I've heard in a long time, Door Kickers. But anyway, <laughs> um, we have Fantasia Music Evolve for Xbox One and Xbox 360. Uh, Samurai Warriors 4 for PS4 and PS3. Uh, the Legend of Korra for PC, PS4, PS3, Xbox One, and Xbox 360, I think. Um, Shadow Warrior for PS4. The Voice, I Want You for Wii, Wii U, and PS3. Uh, Fluster Cluck for PS4. Uh, the Walking Dead season. That was a close one. I know. I, I, I was like, as soon as I saw the title, I was like, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. But anyway, um, so we have The Walking Dead Season 2 for PS3, PS4, and Vita. Uh, I think also Xbox One and 360 as well, um, but it doesn't list on here. Anyway, uh, Just Dance 2015 for Xbox One, Wii U, PS4, and PS3. Uh, Dreamfall Chapters, uh, book one, called Reborn, uh, and it's for PC and Mac. Uh, Scapegoat 2 for PS4. I didn't even know there was an Scapegoat, but we'll continue. Uh, Race the Sun for PS4 and PS3. Uh, F1 2014 for PS3. Pure Solar and the Great Architects for Wii U. Uh, Korg DSN 12 for 3DS. Uh, it's an eShop game. Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, also a 3DS eShop game. Uh, Castlevania Aria of Sorrow on the Wii U. Bayonetta 2 for Wii U. Uh, Pokemon Art Academy for 3DS, and I believe also 3DS eShop. Uh, Fantasy Life, uh, 3DS, and also on the 3DS eShop. Uh, Bayonetta, which is part of the Bayonetta 2, but, so it's the original Bayonetta is also out on Wii U, and Sid Meier's Civilization Beyond Earth for PC, Mac, and Linux. I have no desire to play any of these games. Uh, wow. wait, actually, actually, if I if I had a Wii, I, I'd go with Bayonetta 2, but I, I, don't, I don't own a Wii. Who owns a Wii? Uh, Bill, <laughs> what are you going with? Um, I, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, who's going? Oh, I was just, I was just going to say Bayonetta 2 as well, but uh, yeah. That's yeah, I mean, if I if I had to make a pick, I would say Bayonetta. I mean, that's I think that's uh, the biggest the biggest uh, other bunch for the week. Mr. Ryan, what are you going with? Hey, we got to call him Mr. Rath. Mr. Rath. Or, or we could just do like Reservoir Dogs, just give everybody colors. Oh. I'm actually looking forward to uh, Civilization. I kind of want to play that. I played a lot of Civilization Five. I think it's worth checking out. Yeah, Civ has always been, like, a big time sink for me. Yeah. I, I, I love like, picking Abe Lincoln and just, like, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those series, like, I have a lot of friends that are, like, really, really into Civ, and I've wanted to kind of join them and play, but I'm just, I suck at strategy games in general, so, like, I avoid them, like, the plague, so, yeah. But, yeah, so the Civ games always look fun, and Beyond Earth looks pretty cool. 
Yeah, yeah I, I'm gonna be. I think I'm gonna be Mr. White. That sounds kind of. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Mr. Pink. I'm a big fan of Steve Buscemi. I'm, I'm yeah, all right, Mr. Pink. Ryan, you're gonna be Mr. Orange. Other Ryan, you're gonna be Mr. <laughs> Yellow. Just because they're really close in color, so we can just get them confused. So we're gonna. Dude, we don't. We don't have a. We don't have. We don't have a Mr. Brown. I, I uh, don't. Yeah. Isn't that like? Wait, who's picking up Mr. Pink? <laughs> I'll be Mr. Pink. So, uh, Mr. Brown's gonna be Yaris. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever he ninjas in, it'll be, he uh, be Mr. He gets to be Mr. Shit. So, <laughs> all right. So, so there were some happenings going on on the website. I, I put up a couple of videos. So, if you want some nice little horror, Evil Within and uh, Sunset Overdrive is up there. So, check that. Two episodes of Joyce and George. But really, main reason I brought Joel on the podcast, which second week in a row. Joel, what's that like? It's two weeks consecutive. It's weird. It's weird that I have my, my another my son in bed at a decent hour. And I can jump on the podcast. This is like it's monumental, folks. Oh, I don't even know what that. Look at that. I'm I'm I, I'm the reason for your focus. This is amazing. I'm flattered. It's, I'm, it's uh, a renewed focus. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I, I brought you on because you you uh, you wrote a nice little editorial today about open world games and like your long lasting love hate relationship. Uh, yeah. About them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell us about that. So um, I guess this uh, the idea for the the editorial came up when I. Uh, had a chance to see Dragon Age Inquisition about two weeks ago at, a, at an EA event here in New York, and it was kind of, like, it just, I, I love it when I get to preview an open-world game, like, at a press event, because it's like, oh, man, I can't wait to play the shit out of this game, and then when I realize, I'm like, oh, man, I'm probably going to get very upset with this game at the same time. It's like, it's never, it's never, like, I, it's never, like, 100% love with any of the open-world titles, and it happened with GTA last year. Um, it happens with a lot of like the big fantasy RPGs. So uh, Dragon Age is trying to switch it up. Uh, basically, the, I guess my biggest thing is, um, and again, everyone's different, and I guess everybody buys games for different reasons. But like, I what I pointed out in the, doc, in, in, uh, the editorial was that, um, you know, when I when I purchase a game, it's because like um, I'm gonna spend my hard-earned money, but I want to make sure, obviously, I'm gonna get my money's worth, right? So. Uh, the value to price ratio is very important. Like, how much am I going to get to play this game? Like, Shadow of Mordor, that I, uh, I'm still playing. I brought it up last week. You know, I get to play another hour here and there, another hour. But it also falls into that same kind of category where, you know, kind of do what you want, but don't really know what what the story is and don't really know. I mean, I, I get the, the gist of it, but it's like you don't know when you're on the right path, and that's, like, a big problem with Shadow of Mordor. Like, you know, like, it lays out the story missions, for example, but you don't know uh, what order you should be uh, playing them in in order to get the, the story moving in the right direction. Right. Well, I think that the, the, the thing with Shadow of Mordor, which I, which I really liked about it, is, yeah, it's got a weak story, but the story you keep telling other people when you play was about this asshole orc you chase, like, 400, you know, 300 <laughs> miles to finally cut off his head, and everyone's got their own, like, variation of that story, which I think is... Probably Shadow of Mordor's like strongest suit on there, but yeah, like outside of that, it's just a very boring like revenge tale. Which I was kind of glad it was light on the story side because I mean, you know, Assassin's Creed would orcs. Yeah, yeah, I just I just started Shadow of Mordor this week, and I'm feeling like so far I'm really liking it. I'm probably only about like two hours in, so I'm still at the pretty like pretty much the beginning. But like I I said to George earlier before we started that like. That game wastes like no time getting you into the action because basically, like, right. you get like twenty minutes of story setup and then you're in there chopping orcs heads off and all that. Basically, is like yeah. here it, and you know it's kind of a good thing because it actually reminds me a little bit of like Far Cry Three where it's kind of like you gives it, it sets up the story and it's like okay, 
go and have fun. And then it just, like, you can just go and kind of move the story forward in whatever way you like, which I'm liking so far because it's good for, like, right. you know, I you know, because I can play it in short, like, 20-minute bursts. So I'm like, okay, I can, like, you know, go do a quick mission or go, like, you know, go after a captain or whatever. Um, but I do agree. So far, like, when I started, I was kind of like, okay, what do I do next? Like, you know, to kind of progress the story forward. Right. I, I think it's not just Shadow Mortar. It's a lot of open world. It's a lot of, yeah, it's it's a lot of that stuff for that same, like, fate where it's just, like, I, and I get it, but it's just, like, you would think a lot of these developers, especially, um, you know, Bethesda and, you know, the Skyrim franchise, or um, I used, like, Watch Dogs as an example. Maybe Ubisoft wasn't the best example to use, but, um, you know, it, it's happened with Rockstar, with some titles over others. It's happened um, with the Dragon Age series before Inquisition, and then the thing is, it's, like, they throw so much at you, and it's like they, they invest so much in these titles and these properties, you know, that you would think that the people that do the, the, the story and all the lore and all this, like, this universe building that they do would care enough to, like, step up and say, hey, can we make sure that these people are getting the gist of the story that we wanted to tell or, or you know, getting the narrative that we wanted to push through? And it's, I feel like that never happens. Yeah, and, and I guess that's because it's just, there's just so much game there, and like that's the problem when you don't have a linear story, meaning point A, point B, this is the story we want to tell you. Like There's right. so many side distractions, and it's funny you mentioned Watch Dogs as, a, uh, as an example, because I thought all the side stuff in Watch Dogs, as fun as it was, made absolutely no sense as far as like the context of the story. It just right. felt like they were going down an open-world checklist, which was like, yeah, right. new. it's like, hey, we've got our racing part. I'm like, I don't think my guy likes to race cars, so why why is he even doing this? He's a he's a hacker guy. <laughs> Should all the side stuff be hacker-related stuff, not just like this bare bone? Because well, why is there racing? Well, it's an open-world game that takes place in an urban city. We yeah, we need racing in there. Like to me, that made no sense. And you talk about that value proposition where it's like. To me, you're giving me more, but what are you giving me? You're giving me more, but who cares? It's kind of like that JRPG argument where it's like, oh, look, it's 60 hours of gameplay. Like, well, technically, it's 20 hours with 40 hours of grinding. You're like, yeah, technically, it's 60 hours of gameplay, but it's not... It's, it's it's it doesn't fulfill anything for me. It's just it's just busy work. Right. And like um so so I mean we we get a lot of good feedback in the comments. So I hope uh, the people that that uh, read the editorial and are, and are commenting on the two lists to the shotcast. Um I did plant the seed in there. Like hey we're gonna be talking about this on this mm-hmm. week's recording. But um so someone actually gave a really good example. Um Red Dead Redemption. Now you talk about a game that had a lot of shit to do outside of the story, mm-hmm. right? But there was never a point that I was playing Red Dead. Not once was I like, you know what? I'm just gonna do this for like 40 minutes and not do any like, like don't get me wrong, you had the hunting and stuff like that. But honestly, all that side stuff I saved for when I was playing with my friends, and it was like two different experiences for me. It was like it, it was almost like I like I had two games, and not to sound cheesy or like I you know fell for the marketing or whatever, but like all the uh, you know the bounties and all so I would do it online with buddies, but the story driven stuff. I never felt like I was being thrown off the path. You know, it was like, hey, this thing unlocked, you can do this. But it was never like, I never got to like a new city or a new town and I had to deviate from what the mission was. Right. Ryan, Ryan, what's your take? We've been, uh, other Ryan. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be fun. It's the yellow. Yeah, feel free to chime in whenever you want because we're just going to talk right over you, so you just got to be the aggressor and be like, no, I want to speak. It's like double-dressed. What are we actually talking about? Shadow of Mortar? It's the first, uh, first Lord of the Ring games that doesn't suck. Let's just say that. They okay. took I don't think so. There are other good ones, too. Ryan, uh, you know, the first, Ryan, tell me a good Lord of the Rings game. 
I was going to say, did you play the um, the movie mm-hmm. games, like Two Towers and Return of the King? Those were fun. The yeah, hack and slash ones, yeah, those were good. They were yeah. fun. Those okay. were, that, that could have been any other game. <laughs> yeah, true, but they, but, they were but, good, though. I'm, so I'm just saying they were good. You're saying all games, all the Lord of the Rings games sucked, and, and that is not true. There were good Lord of the Rings games, so. They were... They were mediocre games. Hey, fun. they were fun. They're <laughs> right? But they took, I mean, anyway. They had a mortar. They took the fighting combats directly out of Batman. And oh, honestly, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Hey. Batman, that's one of the best mechanics, fighting mechanics I've ever seen in a game. And those are still to this day my favorite games. Yeah, I mean, if you're, gonna steal mecha- yeah, if you're going to steal mechanics, might as well steal that's from one. The it, games is, that yeah, best. It, is, it is funny that how, like, they took the Batman mechanics, but I actually like how they work better. And I, I think they actually work better in Mordor. Like, I feel like they, they just work a lot better, so I've been enjoying them there more. But, yeah, it's like Batman and, like, it's like if you take Batman and Assassin's Creed and you mix a little Lord of the Rings in there, that's, like, basically what the game is, pretty much. So, so Batman, <laughs> Assassin's Creed, you put Gollum in there, you're good. yeah. Oh, that Gollum was such, like, fan serve. Like, Go- Gollum had no reason to be in the game outside of being, look, remember me? You saw that movie once. I'm that guy. I'm like, yeah, but it's funny, like, when, when Talion uh, climbs on top of, like, a, a pillar or something like that, like, immediately I saw the character model. I'm like, oh, that's Assassin's Creed. That's, like, ripped right from the game. Well, so, but, did you yeah. know, how about when you, uh, when you like, unlo- like when you jump into the world off of the tower? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the tower, it's, like, straight up Assassin's I'm like, Creed. I'm so. like, there better be a, a fucking a cart full of hay at the bottom of the thing. <laughs> I'm like, I was waiting, as I was on top of it, as I I was on top of like the tower. I was waiting for a hawk to fly by, and just like you know, it was like. <laughs> All right, so so going around the horn. What's anyway, everyone's yeah. What's everyone's favorite open world game? Oh, that, that's well, a tough one because there's a lot of really good. Yeah. I would like okay, if I had. Yeah. Is that it? You're you're, you're advertising. Well, yeah. I mean, you're cashing in that Rockstar money. So many Rockstar references, Joel. <laughs> well, you know what it is too. No, so someone actually that that was one of the commenters. They did mention Red Dead, and I have to say, like again, just not to 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 really put it in there, but like. Even as an open world game, um, did everyone play it? And if you yeah. didn't, fuck you. It's Red Dead, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, because um, I, I feel like, do you guys remember the initial ride? This is kind of very early on in the game. It's like three hours into the game when you mm-hmm. ride into Mexico. Yes. That's, a, that's a, yeah. I think, a little further, but like that's still like one of the best parts of the game. It was when the music stuff. comes on, yeah. and you're just riding, and it's just you and the open world, and like that, that it creates that like moment. Like, yeah. You're like exploring like the Wild West. Like you, were, you had no idea where you were going, and it was just an awesome moment. And like I think that, that's, that, that gives you a feel. Like, that's open world immersion, where it's mm-hmm. like it's just you, the character, the horse, you're, and it was just special. Yeah. You feel exactly. like you're part of something almost like living at that moment where you're yeah, just, and, I'm part of this world, which is amazing. And, and that is very hard to do, and 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 uh, open world games more often that fall fall short of that like that that moment. But go ahead, I'll let everybody else go. <laughs> Ryan, Mr. Meitzler. Um, for over, I don't know, because I, I played a lot of them, and I, I really like I I enjoy open world game like I enjoy open world linear games pretty like pretty equally but for different reasons just because I like in open world games you kind of create your own story and that's you kind of kind of create your own fun out of it you know that's like you have these moments where it's like you know something crazy happened that you wouldn't get in like a linear game but if I had to pick like favorites I'd probably go between I think Fallout 3 would be my all-time favorite uh, okay. just because I, I sunk way too much time into that game but it was it was a lot of fun Could you uh, tell me anything I, about the story what's that could you tell me anything about a Fallout story? Uh, how Liam Neeson was my dad in the beginning of the game. Okay. So, That's like, all the story you need. 
but, um, I would probably go with that, and uh, Red Dead's also up there for me, and uh, Far Cry 3 more recently. Uh, I really, really loved Far Cry 3 a lot. I think that, like, out of, out of like, the most recent, like, uh, open-world games, I think that was probably one of the best ones, and, like, probably right. one of the best examples of how to do it, so. Uh, Mr. Mr. Yellow? <laughs> uh, I gotta go with the Arkham Origins. I, I guess yeah. you Yeah. Look at that. Ooh, a controversial pick. I Ooh. love it. Go for it. Ryan or- uh, uh, Batman Origins, why? Go. I, honestly, the combat system, I, I've never I've never seen a game beat that. Uh, number two, I'm a huge Batman nerd anyway, so it just it, it jives well. Uh, I don't know. I just think they did it extremely well, even though it's not my actual favorite Batman game. Arkham City is technically open world, yes, but... It's still pretty linear, and I felt like I just wanted to do everything in Arkham Origins. I didn't feel like I had to just rush through the story, and don't get me wrong, I didn't feel like I had to do that with the other two titles either, but I just felt like there was more to do in Origins, and I think Ubisoft Montreal did a really good job with it. So I I sank a lot of hours into that game. Okay. Uh, as far as more recent titles, um, I guess Destiny. I'm really enjoying that, still playing it, and I know the content's kind of lacking for now, but you know, I feel like we're on, you know, Episode one of season one of of your favorite TV show. There's still, you know, what they said, ten years of content to come. I, I'm ready for it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, ten years is too much an investment for me. I think uh, I think they should have front loaded some content a little bit more before you saying this is game's gonna go on for ten years. Like you you got to give me something more juicy up front. But did you do the? Because uh, I'm hearing good things about the Glass Vault. Have you tried that raid yet? I have beaten it on both uh, normal and hard, and it is an extreme challenge. Um, I'll be honest, uh, the uh, beating it on hard, uh, we cheated, we did the push AD on off the edge method, but uh, <laughs> I don't think they quite patched it yet. The patch notes were out for yesterday anyway, they said they were going to patch that. I don't think it's been patched as of yet, but I haven't, I haven't been in there yet this week. Uh, that's another open world game, but we have no idea what that story is about. Right, it's very vague. I, but I feel like, I feel like... I feel like Destiny's like Diablo. Like you can just like turn your brain off. And just yeah, it is one of those games. I mean, those it's it's a loot game practically where you just you know just turn your brain. It's you know it's like when you play Dynasty Warriors and be hey, do you have four hours to do nothing and just kind of veg out? Go for it. And you just, yeah, that's that's what it's for. Ooh, I'm so happy you said Batman because we can talk Batman for a while because the reason <laughs> we really could. I could sit here and talk Batman all night. But so I can tell you why. I can tell you what would have made Arkham City the most perfect game ever. I'll tell you, a timer. Because that was a game where Batman was, hey, he's poisoned. He should probably get this antidote. Oh no, wait. You know what? I'm gonna collect Riddler pieces. Like that made no sense. And like it's those weird narrative things that just kind of like they linger behind. Where it's like, no, Batman, you should really. You're, you're gonna die in nine hours. Don't you don't stop. You don't have to go off the bane right now. Do do this. That that, yeah. that drove me nuts. But if there was like a Majora's Mask type timer where like, hey, if you want to do open world bullshit, go do it. But hey, you're on the clock, Batman. Get this shit rolling. Like that's that's how Mass Effect would have been really good if there was an actual timer where it's like Shepard, you can't go on bro dates with Garrett, so you need to like save the universe. Uh, but yeah, oh yeah. So I don't know. What, how do you feel about that? Am I and crazy? I, no, I absolutely actually agree with that. Uh, the story is way better in Arkham City. You are on a timer. You're like, hey, uh, I got to get this antidote. Uh, please save me. Um, whereas <laughs> Arkham Origins didn't really got a you know. It's a Christmas stop, game. It's a, it's a Christmas game. <laughs> yeah. <it's> like, <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that Bane, and also spoilers. I think that with the, the, how they crowbarred Bane, that uh, uh, how they crowbarred Bane knowing your identity and then conveniently forgetting. I was just kind of like, oh, that was so comic booky. That's irritating. But uh, but I, I think it was a Batman game that kind of they needed a Batman game while they make the next gen one. And I thought it was like 
a good, you know, it was a good attempt, and it was just like they already have mechanics, that, you know, that don't work. So as long as you don't like overly fuck it up, it's fine. But I just feel like I was maybe suffering some Batman fatigue, where it was just like, stroke. didn't that come out like shortly after Injustice: Gods Among Us, or soon before? And I was just, uh, yeah, I think it came out like pretty close after Injustice. Right. It it became almost like Assassin's Creed. Like I need at least eight months before I need another. Like I, I before that bat, <laughs> too much Batman. I'm just like I'm like I know what happens here. I just I, I need to move on. Oh fuck! What what do I pick for my open world game? I'm gonna go with Skyrim because I really, 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 really love Skyrim. I have maybe hundreds of hours just kind of lost in that because you start giving yourself little objectives because it's a it's an eight hour story for the most part. You you know you deal with dragon <laughs> bullshit. About ten. About ten. Yeah, but you're you're mostly dealing with like dragon bullshit. Who doesn't who really gives a shit? Like I I was more in fact I, I was like I'm gonna do assassin stuff or I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go fucking west and see what happens. And you get those. I'm not, I'm not gonna shit. lie though that but the uh, certain points with the dragons, it felt like it, it, that must have felt like fantasy alien isolation. Because I'd be like leaving a town and it'd be like, oh my god, fuck, it's behind me. When you see guards like running around, I'm like, man, what's up? What's up? They're like, oh, it's a fucking dragon. Oh, well, <laughs> I, so, and then the problem with me is, is as great as I love the immersion that world was, the problem was of all the good shit you did. No one really kind of gives a crap, or I wish kind of like, hey, I just saved the universe. Like, I, I saved the world from the baddest dragon ever, but you're telling me I still have to start from the bottom of the Thieves' Guild and work my way up? <laughs> Fuck you. Like, and I feel like there should have been... Did you look at that mountain I just climbed? Did you see that part of the mountain I just climbed? <laughs> yeah, so I always want them to do something like, if you, you know, and like adjust the quest chains to, to reflect what you're doing currently. So yeah, if you're starting from scratch and you want to go up from the bottom to the top of the Fighters' Guild, then yeah, you have to do it. But if you gain some notoriety, it's like, all right, you could skip and be a regular instead of like you know a bench warmer. No, go through miners first. Let me see if you're good. Like, <laughs> you see all that screaming going over the top of the mountain? That was me. That was me. All right, <laughs> fuck you, motherfucker. All right, I should run this place. Uh, uh, you know, I used to really love open world games. I, I I played a lot of them, and it was like you know after like Grand Theft Auto Three, everyone just kind of like jump in on that. So, like, I'm a huge Saints Row fan. Like, I love just to kind of, like, the ridiculousness of Saints Row. As ridiculous as that game is, it can follow, you can follow, like, its ridiculous story. Yeah, because it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Dumb. It's, it's dumb. You're a gang. You, you, you're in the like in Saints Row Four. You're in the Matrix and you have superpowers and you're trying to fight your way out of the Matrix. I'm like, all right, that's that's. But do you ever forget what you're doing or where you're headed or where you're going? It, it depends, but if you're having fun, what you're doing, I can kind of excuse that. Like, which was, you know, which was my main right. problem with Watch Dogs is like, hey, look, I love all these side things here, because I just I don't care, and they're forcing this narrative down your throat, and it's just like, ras, you know, cell phone Batman, and I'm just like, I I, I can't take you seriously because I don't care about you, your vengeance mission, you're just super dull, and that's maybe like the worst part about that game is the character so uninspired. Uh, I'm playing right now uh, Sunset Overdrive, which I can only talk in very like vague terms. But that is an interesting open world game where what their hook is, they do their story missions very differently. Like they don't have a lot of repeating mission types, or there's not a you know there's not the typical of like go here, go there, kill a hundred of these guys and move on. Like all their quests are like super varied and like really weird, and it, it and I was happy to see Insom. It looked like a game Insomniac looked like they had fun making because like after like Fuse that debacle, I just assumed these people just wanted to hang themselves. And <laughs> just like wow, and like 
we it looks like we got like good crazy insomniac working on it because you know it's breaking the fourth wall and it's so like the game's like so punk rock but not like fuck you punk rock it's more like 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 mall punk rock i'm trying to i'm trying to find like a nice class like it's not, it, it's not aggressive it's like punk rock. It's it's like, like, punk rock. like 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 punk rock you'd hear at like uh at like that skateboard store in the mall. Yeah, like yeah, a Vans yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, or PacSun or something. Like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. The game, the game, like, cause I played it a little bit when I was at uh, when I was at E3. I played some of the multiplayer there. It, 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 like, the best way that I've been able to kind of describe it is like if you took Scott Pilgrim and you mixed like Dead Rising or something like that okay. and mixed it together, it's a good like kind of like it just it reminds me a lot of Scott Pilgrim, just that that aesthetic. But also, it does kind of have that like skater sort of like you know vibe to it. But it's a lot of fun. I just I just love like the energy in it. It has like yeah, a, it's, it's really like fun and kind of kooky. It, it, you can tell that people had fun making this game, and it, like it shows really well. And it's just a bright, colorful world, and you're blowing shit up, and you're grinding on your shoes on rail. If so, I don't know. Maybe I was like, would it be great if my guy just had roller skates? Because all these traversal moves would make more sense. But then I'm like, if they put roller skates, how many people would just be like, oh, it's just like Jet Set Radio or something, right? And then yeah. just be really reductive and just like dismiss the game. Uh, but the game is really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm digging. I can talk about like the first two hours I've played. I was like, I was checking the embargo. I was like, what can I fucking say? So yeah, I, the the part I played it, you know, it's very like breaking the fourth wall and like acknowledging like, hey, how do I do this? And a tutorial come up like, thanks tutorial, and it's like that kind of weird like very Deadpool like tongue in cheek kind of uh, approach yeah. to it. And you know, I think oh, the humor works. The humor works like seventy five percent of the time so far. So you know, I, I I'm digging the writing, and you know, it just, it just seems like a fun game. Like if you if, if you check out uh, the episode of Joystick with George I, that went up on Monday or Saturday or whatever, uh, check that out. It's like, you know, when it's two hours into the game and you kind of get a good sense of moving around, it's kind of the weird weapons. Like, I, I got a gun that shoots teddy bears that explode, and, like, I got a boomerang gun, and it's called the Murderang, and I'm like, okay, I can... I can... You can, can, can hang, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, that was... That was part of the fun of the multiplayer the demo, because, like, the demo, like, you just had, like, a bunch of, like, I think you had, like, a, like at least, like, four weapons or something like that. So that was part of it was because just, because it's not, like, the traditional, like, you know, pistol, shotgun, submachine gun, whatever. It's, like, you know, just looking at the yeah, weapon your, wheel. Your machine like, gun is the I'm final like, record launcher. Yeah, I was, like, trying, I was, like, I had the weapon wheel up when I played the demo. I'm, like, okay, I have no idea what any of these do, but I'm going to try and figure it out. And I had, like, there's the one, the firework gun, I think. It's, like, the one yes. where it shoots, like, the, the dragon, like, fireworks. That one was cool. That one I used a lot, and uh, I think I had like the vinyl gun and all that, so it was pretty yeah. cool. Like I'm, they I'm looking built... for their equivalent of their like their dubstep gun. Like, yeah, I'm still waiting for that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, open world, who knew? But like for me, I feel like yeah, you can you know you can pack as much content to this open world. You talk about and we mentioned that that you know, you know, sixty dollars. If we break that down, are we talking like you know, I want a dollar for every hour of gameplay in here, or because I the last thing I want is a Mafia two or the last Mafia game to come out, where it was just, like, an open-world game that did not have to be an open-world game. It just, it felt like, just because open-world games were hot at the time, it just, it curled by into that. Like, well, yeah, the way they did it was, like, open-world, but, like, literally on rails. It was, like... Mm -hmm. it was like, like or almost like L.A. Noir. Like, L.A. Noir didn't really have to be open-world at all. Right. And it just seems like it was, like, kind of the flavor of the month. It was like, oh, no, no, the fucking kid, we, the kids love open-world. You gotta, well, like, you gotta, we're rock in the car and you gotta do this. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, I think L.A. Noir is a, is a good example of that. Just because, like, like I love, I really liked L.A. Noir. I know L.A. Noir tends to be kind of like a, a love it or hate it kind of game, mm-hmm. and like you know, I, I loved it for like the the presentation, and I love, I loved going around in the world. It just sucks that really you couldn't do anything else in the world other than drive around in it because there was nothing else to do other than just go from point A to point B, uh, except for like said like the car chases and stuff like that, but. That it sucks because it had such a great like the you know that that world that like you know 1940s 1950s LA world mm-hmm. and um, it just thinks that like that was a case where like there was really nothing else to do in that world and that was a shame like it was kind of a waste to even bother putting it together. It, it, oh my god, Assassin's Creed 4 open world like that's my favorite open world game. That game's a- <laughs> holy balls. I totally forgot about that. That pirate ship and and and, it, and it's a game that kind of like doesn't give a shit that it's Assassin's Creed. Like, it laughs at its own story. That, 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 that is a great open world game. That, any Assassin's Creed doesn't have his head up his own ass is, is numero uno for me. But, uh, but yeah, oh my god. How did Assassin's Creed 3 was? That was terrible. Oh my god. Oh, God. <laughs> just, we'll just have this giant Indian sit in the Senate hall. No one's going to pay any attention to him, even though he's in full war paint, and someone let him in with hatchets. Like, <laughs> no, it's, this is totally fine, all right? We're just not racist. That, that's... That, don't do that. Like, oh my god. Like, oh yeah, that Force Gump game was insane. Like, yeah, he just <laughs> he, just happened, he just happened to be there. Like, duh. Oh, oh, Battle of Valley Forge. Oh, there's there's Connor. Yeah, hi. Like, I won this, but you didn't know that because oh, fuck you, Assassin's Creed Three. But uh, yeah, oh my god, AC Four. Yeah, that's that that is a great open world game. And if you don't get a chance to play that game, you should because that is fucking awesome. Uh. Yeah, just 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 don't you know just don't pad my game. So you know, we sit there like for Joel, what's what's for for your sixty dollars, your hard earned monies, and you you say I want an open world game. What what are the what are the ingredients that you're pointing in? If you if you would just grab bits and pieces from like other really cool open world games, what would make what would make it special for Joel? In your All right, um, here. I guess for it for it to to have that like staying power, um, again I I feel like. I'm appreciating games now more so as because I, I see the work that goes into them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, being on this side of the fence, I guess, and um, so so when I am on the consumer side and I am buying games and and you know spending my own money on on mm-hmm. video games, I want to make sure that um, I'm being told a story, right? So this video games are entertainment. I want to be entertained. Put on a fucking show for me. Like this is this is what I want. I don't so, want. So you're yeah. more than happy to take a let's say a 15 hour open world game. As opposed to maybe the 60, 70 hours of a Grand Theft Auto Five. Time, I, no, I don't got it. I don't have so, it. So if you can, if you can tell them this story, that is totally fine. And like that, that was always a problem with the older Grand Theft Auto games, where it's just yeah. like you're just an immigrant trying to make your way, and all of a sudden, wait, why am I robbing? Wait, why am why why am I doing? Why am I going on dates? This makes no sense. And it just seems like yeah, we're going to give you a lot of game. And sometimes like you know what, I don't I don't need that much game. I just need you to, in the 15, 20 hours, I'm going to give myself to you. That's when you have to like tell really. Me, tell me an awesome story. Tell me yeah. an awesome story, and just make your world believable. How's that? I don't need all the extras to make to feel that your world is believable. Really, like you know, I guess wow me. You know, and that, and that comes through not just like your core mechanic, but varied gameplay. So you mentioned, um, you mentioned with Sunset Overdrive that you get a lot of varied gameplay, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you don't mean like you get the like uh, I love Japanese game development where it's like here's the racing level, here's the swimming level. Here's the, here's the, you know, like that, like that's like the classic way of making video games, you know. So not like that, but just give give me something fresh throughout and just keep me entertained, you know. I feel like I, I'm I'm in it more for the story than anything else. 
I mean the fun, obviously. I mean, it's, right. uh, that, that, that's, that, I think that should go hand in hand. But give me a, a good story that you care about enough, that you respect my money enough, that uh, you're going to give me my money's worth. Ryan, Ryan the second, Mr. Yellow, or uh, I don't know, I forget <laughs> what we're calling you. What, what's your perfect open world Mr. game? Mr. Wrath. Yeah, Mr. Wrath, fine. Uh, not watch dogs. Um. <laughs> I feel like Watch Dogs is getting a hit from us every week. Like, watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed with cell phones. Don't let. Maybe them I just. I, maybe I just have this. Uh, I'm frustrated with Ubisoft. And by the way, I didn't mean to say uh, Batman: Arkham Origins was from Ubisoft. I mean, I'd like to correct myself on that. I meant Warner uh, Brothers. Mon- the comments were handled. Up. Don't try to get them. <laughs> But uh, no, didn't I? Didn't like it. we were talking about Watch Dogs earlier. You said you didn't care about the story. Didn't care about the story. Didn't like it. Uh, you know what? What's coming out? Uh, the Crew. Beta I, I, yeah, they tested it twice and it was terrible. Uh, they basically took the driving mechanics directly out of Watch Dogs, put it in a dedicated racing game, and called it good. And they basically took the story out of uh, Need for Speed, the movie. Or like the Need for Speed Run, which is basically the same thing, right? So, <laughs> it was, so what the movie and the run with the plot similar? Because it was like, weren't you racing for the mob or something in the run? And wasn't the, movie yeah. the same thing? It was basically a live-action film of the game, the run. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I feel like that the crew just directly copy and pasted that. Um, is it open world? Yeah, the the open world concept is great. You know, I like how far you know how expansive the United States actually is, but I don't understand the way they made the United States the way it looks. It looks ridiculous, but I guess they did it for, I, I don't know. I, I, won't, I don't want to get too deep into to that. It's not I, even out yet. So. I remember seeing the crew at a, like an Ubisoft event at, you know, at some hotel, and the station was there, and I was walking by, and one of the, the PR girls was like, hey, do you want to try out the crew? And then I looked at it, and I was just like, just took a sip of my drink, and I said, absolutely not. And I just kind of kept walking. Like, nothing. Like, I actually went to check out, like, Rocksmith, and I'm like, I don't play guitar. And I'm like, well, this actually looks more compelling. Like, I don't, you're, 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 it looks like an arcade racer. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not a race car person, so I was like, I guess it, it looks like it drives fine, but it was just, there was just nothing, like, it didn't have that hook pulling me in. It was just like, I don't, I don't see the difference. And yeah, I, that, I thought of that, too, because I remember seeing Watch Dogs at that same event, and I'm like, oh, the cars kind of drive the same. And Oh my god, yeah. Now that you said it, it's just like... Each car drives like, it weighs like 4 million pounds. It just, <laughs> they're all tanks. <laughs> like you're driving a couch or something, like, or a boat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as story-wise, uh, I don't think I've ever played a game that had a better story than Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh, the thing was like... Not open worlds. Let's, let's stick to open world stuff. Open world stuff. Okay. Because I can do video on Microsoft Four because that 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 story's insane. All right. No, we need another show for Metal Gear. We need another show. We need a Metal Gear dedicated <laughs> show. podcast just to catch everybody up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, open world game. Ooh ooh ooh! I, I just thought of a good open world game that had a good story. Uh, Sleeping Dogs. Uh, on, Sleeping didn't, Dogs. No one bought it, so maybe that's why no one. The, that's you know that's yeah. Why no one brings it, but that had a great kind of like undercover cop story and all of the side bullshit all how to relate to kind of you keeping your cover. So it's like, hey, you need to show them how much of a badass you are. Yeah, I'm going to do illegal street races. That's what gangsters do. Or, yeah, I'm going to shoot dudes, like, just willy-nilly. That's what bad people do. <laughs> and then you had, like, and it's great because you shoot all these dudes, and then you're like, well, i got to let these cops know I'm not crazy, so I guess i got to do a couple of drug busts. So you do that. So, like, yeah, a lot of the side bullshit just it made sense to fit the narrative where it was just like, yeah, you're, you're playing both sides of the field here. So, yeah, of course. 
just got to do some bat shit, man. I was throwing dudes in trunk left and right, and I'm like, whatever. It's my Infamous favorite part of the video. Infamous Second Son had nothing to do. Outside of like those story missions, I I I was like I did not want to chase down blast shards. I didn't care about unlocking districts. I was just crazy enough. That game. It's funny you you mentioned that one because that one where I hate doing the shit that never really correlates to the story. Hmm. It's going into districts that were still under control. So right. I was like, you know what? I was like, no, fuck this. I'm I just literally went district to district committing <laughs> genocide. <laughs> Every single district. Don't like no those points, man. No one left a fight, and then I just walked around the city like, "What's up?" You're like, you're, you're like that guy on YouTube. You're like that guy on YouTube. You're like that guy on YouTube who goes on like plays Skyrim, just says, "I'm gonna murder everyone." <laughs> that's, that's my YouTube series. I'm just gonna kill everyone. There was actually there was uh, the one guy who I think took like three years to kill every single person in Fallout Three, and so he just went and killed every living thing possible in the game. It took like three years for because you can put that because you can put that mod also that like you can kill the unkillable guys because there's some people that just yeah. oh, he's knocked out. It's like nope, yeah, yeah, yeah. nope. I think he literally wiped out the, 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 all the Fallout. So. <laughs> That's what it was. Like my experience with Infamous was me just walking down the street. Like, what's up, man? I'm the hero. What's up? Just kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, that I remember. Yeah, if, man, you, I, you, got, oh. if you got the good karma ending, Joel, I swear, like I'd be like so. <laughs> <laughs> After killing all that the mass amount of people, and you still come out like, oh, I'm an angel, you know, like whatever, I would get so upset. Oh, yeah. I hope you. I hope you went to the dark. I hope you went to the dark side. I just hate. No, no, I actually did. I did the good guy, but I, I hated that. Like, I, I hated that. Um. The AI and infamous, and the, and not to, uh, I guess the best way to put it, the series was infamous for this. <laughs> um, they always made the AI like have like this ridiculously perfect aim that they can shoot you from like across the map in your face. Yeah, and just, and like it's so cheap. So I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I have to kill all of you. That was that was my big pr- even like uh, I haven't played Second Son, but in uh, Infamous One and Two, that was always my problem. Is that like as soon as I would go out in the open where guy bad guys were, and they would just all start shooting at you like right away as soon as they saw you, and I just would get so sick. You'd be wearing like the fake glasses with the fake mustache, like it's not me, it's not me. I'm like you just look at shot. But that was the same thing even with, like, uh, Assassin's Creed. Like, even in the earlier Assassin's Creed. Like, you know, I always had to walk around praying like this because I felt like if I didn't do that, I would just get spotted. They would be like, Assassin! And they would just go after me. So, it's like... Okay, oh, so, man. I, I, are we done with open world games? Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, you know what? Uh, pro tip, if you're making an open world game, do not make watchdogs. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's what I got from this conversation. And that's, and that's when Ubisoft never... Gave what us did, review what copies or what did I say every goddamn shotcast before that game came out? <laughs> what did I say? I said this we, is- no, we were like we well, look the, we didn't the fact that we didn't get to play Watch Dogs a month prior to it coming out at a press event at, at, at PAX. They're like, oh no 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 no, we just have no, a video. We have a, a video Comic-Con, of the game being played. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, just so right Dana, before lead, right before Dana, Dana played it at Comic Con. So. Oh really? Yeah, and she said it was a glitchy mess. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're, we're sorry. We love we love movies up because hey, but, for, yeah, every, for every Watch Dogs they have a Far Cry, which is amazing. And, uh, and well, even, honestly, even they're bringing back one of my favorites next year with Rainbow Six. I cannot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but even even Far Cry, I, I, when I played at E3, I'm worried that it's going to be Far Cry 3.2, basically, or like 3.5 is like fun. yeah. Just give me, give me more dubstep Dude. and 
and tigers and stuff. You don't you don't understand the shit that I'm I'm already planning in my head to do in Rainbow Six. Like if it's really destroy everything, like I want to play like you know terrorists versus good guys, and they have like hostages in like the center of the house, and I just want to destroy the entire house around them. <laughs> just leave them like in a room. There are no walls. <laughs> No, just like leave the walls. Just leave the walls up and just, like throw things over the over the wall. It's like there's no more house here. It's time to come out. <laughs> like that's what I want to do. Okay, so on on that on that note, and people ask is like, yeah, we we, we we there there's some companies that we like to pick on, like Nintendo and Ubisoft, and people ask, oh, don't say that, don't people send it. Half these developers don't really care. Like, um, yeah. and, 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 at, and at most, I think the worst thing I ever got was a PR person from an unnamed company had took umbrage with the review I did, and it was like, oh, you know, should have scored it a few points higher. I'm like, no, I think I got it just right. <laughs> and and it was fine. We you know we met up for drinks and it was totally cool. Like we, we it was it was squared away. But you know for PR their job is just to maximum exposure. So yeah, you know, like their game that's a bonus. But yeah. Yeah. as long as you're talking, they're they're happy. Yeah, I mean as long as you were fair about your criticism of their games, and I feel like we're being fair. I mean yeah. when we when we do our uh, when, we, when we do our uh, my last week's impersonation of a uh, Ubisoft executive, what was it Jacques? I think I was doing about the 900p. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think they take that seriously because I'm, you know, I, I'm a clown. And because I know that didn't happen, I know he didn't get a, a suitcase full of money that says 900p. Like the blue 900p. Like no, they, that did not. Happen. <laughs> they can take a joke, which is always good. Uh, all right, so let's move on to news, guys. Who's winning the World Series? According to MLB The Show, it's uh, the Giants, right? Yeah. But so the Giants won game one anyway, but I think Kansas City's going to take it. I mean, they beat they beat San Francisco in the regular season, so I got to I got to give it to Kansas City here. Yeah, yeah. But according to video games, according to video games, according to video games, Sony predicts the 2014 MLB series are only using the MLB The Show. MLB The Show is an amazing game, by the way. If you're not playing it, it's got a great RPG game mode in there that's fantastic. I love it. Uh, but yeah, apparently the uh, the Giants win. So let's see. In the, in the strong t- pr- tradition of predicting game championships through video games, uh, I think the show that, that's that is like nine out of seven, like something crazy like that. Yeah, like oh, I, maybe, maybe, maybe it's. I know it's definitely in their favor that they have predicted the winner. So uh, that's yeah. Madden, though. Yeah, uh, Madden's there. Uh, NHL. I think they've been fifty-fifty on NHL when they try to do it, but uh, I don't know. I always like it because it's like whatever. It's bullshit. It's because you know, it's fifty-fifty. So. Go wrong. Like you, one's gonna be super right, one's gonna be super wrong. So, uh, but yeah, baseball, sports. I'm trying to like you know mix things up. Let's talk about sports, and then that was it. Like good, uh, guys. How do you guys? How do you? How do you guys feel about custom backgrounds on your Xbox One? Come on, come on. Uh, it'll give me a reason to turn on my Xbox. So. There you go, Ryan. Custom backgrounds. I'll, I'll I'll put a background on there. I'll just turn it back oh, off. Ryan, custom backgrounds. Uh, if if it lets me do a custom background of George, so I can put it on my Xbox, then I'll do it. But I don't really care. So. Well, lucky for you, the November update for the Xbox One dashboard is going to bring in custom backgrounds. First, it's going to be using achievement unlock. So when you get an achievement, you're going to unlock achievement art, which you can use as your background. So when you get like your 50 million kills in Halo, you get special achievement for that and a special art piece that you can put as your background. That way, when people walk into your house, I hope they're yeah. not stretching out a. Uh... Like a ten by ten pixel sprite. In- I hope not either. <laughs> but like, I, I feel like at some point, like in games coming from this point on, I think games coming from this point on is going to take that into account. Where it's okay. like, oh yeah, fuck, we have to give our achievements like funny names. Like, that's going to be part okay. of the process. 
later on. But then you can also take stuff from your uh, from your media streaming thing. So if you're streaming stuff from your computer, you can take photos from there. So you, yeah, and Ryan, you can have a big picture of me just stretched out on your on your thing on your on your Xbox One as you shout things at it. But yeah, that's gonna happen. Also, you're gonna be able to. Uh, it's gonna track what's trending on TV. So you know, maybe is the voice is hot. I hear so it'll let you know what what the Twitterverse is saying. What's good on TV. And also, you would be able to tweet your uh, ga- uh, game uh, DVR clips, which is kind of neat. So, I, since I use Twitter for my social media outbursts, so yeah, you do something cool. You could say like, Xbox, probably tweet that. So, I don't think it's going to be that easy. You still have to go into the game studio, make your clip, and put the little flame effects and the voiceover narration, and then you can send that to Twitter, where they'll get a link and it'll take you to the uh, OneDrive or the ones or the Skybox or whatever it's called. Uh, but yeah, and then you can also snap. Internet Explorer, because you know, <laughs> I love using the internet while I'm playing a game. Uh, yeah, and uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, NBA fans. Let's go back in the sport. What a sports role here, man. NBA Live 15, EA Access is going to have a full trial before a uh, week before the game comes out. So. That's pretty much going to ruin all of this. <laughs> yeah, which is bad, because... If there was one game that you didn't want to put on X, <laughs> like... NBA Live is that game. That game, yeah. It, 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 oh, these, are, these are people yeah. who have already purchased the game will have early access to it. So you've already committed. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So it's not like a because I my understanding was oh so wait when you get the early access for those EA access games you're both you pre-ordered and that's yeah, why yeah, you yeah. get the access. That's why you get early access. Thinking, there, also, there will be a demo. Like there's gonna be oh, a demo. I that, see. But then if you purchase the game you're gonna have up to I believe it's like a, a sixteen uh, six hours of just. Hey, just play this game for six hours. You already bought it. So who cares? So okay. I mean, well, that was maybe one of the reasons I signed up for EA Access. When, okay. when Dragon Age Inquisition comes out, it might be like, hey, here's twelve hours of the game, or here's six you know, hours. Um, I heard it's a week. I'll take a week. I'll take a week. That's fine. Yeah. That's that's where and also and also you get the ten percent discount when you buy stuff digitally. Which right, is, right. Hey, if you buy four, four or five EA titles a year, that that covers the whole that covers like a free game basically. But uh, but yeah, NBA. That's that's. I'm I'm waiting for that game to be good. Because you, you gotta, cause <laughs> when that game becomes good, that means NBA 2K will get better. Because that's just is, the, it, is it like the competition lot. works. NBA 2K is so much better that it's actually having an off year and it's still going to be rated high. <laughs> is it yeah. is it like the is it like the Watch Dogs of sports games? Like is that like the comparison? Niners <laughs> being a bully. All right, <laughs> Watch Dogs alone. All right, they've had they've had a time. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's just it's never been a great basketball game, and this is the year. Like you said, it is an off year for 2K, just because most of their problems have been like connecti- connectivity stuff and basically maximizing VC as much as they can. Yeah, like we're fucking virtual currency, man. That's the way of the future. Like it looks like they hired some guy who like an economist and be like, oh no, I saw the future two years from now, and it's virtual currency. That's what people <laughs> want. Give them virtual currency. Let them gamble fake money. Yeah, I mean that seems kind of neat. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take to the blacktop and wager with my big head guy and be like, "Yes, son, bucks, let's do it." I just spent 20 VCs on these kicks that I can't actually <laughs> in life. But uh, oh man, I, I want to know how much Al is spending on. Uh, how much is Al spending on virtual kicks? I think Al has bought more Jordans in the game than he's bought in real life. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Guys, the Stanley Parable has sold over a million copies. Hooray! That's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Are we the, is me and Ryan the only person who plays Stanley Parable? Yeah, uh, in this in so. the chat right now. I mean, yeah, in this hangout right now, I believe so. <laughs> but uh, but that's a big deal. That's yeah. 
for a, small, small, for a smaller title, a million copies. That's like story driven, and it's you know it's a game about choice. Like it was actually one of my favorite games that I played. Where <coughs> it was you know it was a good commentary on narrative about like is choice kind of meaningless and like the power of freedom of just like the illusion of choice, which is like it gets really heady in like a really funny way. Where you know one of the early examples, it's like. The game, the narrator is narrating your actions. So he's like, and then Stanley went through the door, and you go through the door, and then there, then you come up to a spot that has two doors. And he goes, and Stanley went through the door on the left, and then you're like, well, fuck you, I'm going to the door on the right. Yeah. And then the narrator just kind of sighs and says, in the following set of doors, Stanley went on the left. I'm like, well, fuck you, I'm going on the set of right. And he goes, yeah. All right. And then and then you know he says right, he goes, okay, I see how it is. You went, all right, fine, we'll just go. Away. He went on the door on the right, and then you go from there, and it takes these really weird twists and. It is, yeah, it's a great game. Like, cause you can either finish it in like 15 minutes, or you can finish it in like three hours. Because yeah. you could just do, you could literally just do an ending where you walk through a door in like 10 minutes and you finish the game. Or you could do like a really long-winded kind of like crazy, you know, or, or you know, part where like, it could take you hours to finish it. Or like, you know, you'll you might see areas that you haven't been able to explore because you might have taken a different path or something like that. It's it's a fun game because it's not. It's not like a game that you just kind of like one and done. You beat it. It's it's definitely one that you have to play a couple times and try different things to see how it plays out. So it is like a, a really replayable game. And you just move. There's there's one action button, and you just, just yeah. Walk. That's that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but it is really the narration is like the best part of the game. It's like one of my favorite things about it. So it's really. You fun. know what had another good narration is Bastion. Am I saying yeah. that right? Yeah. Bastion. Yeah, yeah Bastion. That was yeah. a great game. Yeah, Bastion was really good. And uh, Transistor as well. Transistor was really good, too. I, I enjoyed that. I never did play that. It's good. If you, if you like Bastion, you'll, you'll definitely like Transistor. Transistor's a little bit more like a sort of a strategy action game, but it's got a similar... A sim- like, it, pl- it plays pretty similarly to Bastion, so... Yeah. I'm a sucker for a, good, a game with good narration, just because like, you yeah. always play the, the kind of voiceless guy in the game, so it's always good having that strong narration just kind of feeding you... I can't wait for the first game that ponies up for... Uh... Well, Morgan Freeman. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> well, hey, hey. I've sold a million copies. I'm pretty sure they can cover this. I mean, Call of, Duty, how... Call of Duty got Kevin Spacey. Next year, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you mean uh, you mean House of Cards season three, not not yeah. Call of Duty. So, but um, but remember remember how excited everyone got for Peter Dinklage and Destiny, and see how that turned out. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but at least Kevin Spacey is just playing that that character. So it's right, like, right, yeah. Yeah. all right, you're you're. I know you're Frank, Frank Underwood. It's cool. I, I saw that trailer and I was like, he is Frank Underwooding the shit out of that trailer. So <laughs> fuck yeah. I mean, that, but I'll allow him doing that. <laughs> and you know, yeah, he's future nonsense. But yeah, good on you. Uh, hey guys, com- comedy fans, comedian Rob uh, Rob Wiggle. That's how much of a how much of a fan. Rob Riggle. I'm, like, I'm like, what's his name? Riggle. Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle. Riggle, you, you you know him. You know him from Twenty One Jump Street. From yeah. Twenty One Jump Street, right? And and the and, Hangover and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, so. he was in Arrested Development. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right on. Uh, he's gonna Grandma. be Frank West in uh the Dead Rising movie. That's actually spot on. Yeah. I was to say, yeah, he is like uh, the only other person I could really think of is like a Bruce Campbell or like someone else like that almost. Or there was yeah. I, there was someone else I kind of thought of too, but like Rob Riggle seems like a really good, especially because like Dead Rising's so goofy and kind of like you know wacky. Like he's a really good fit for it. Yeah. I think Bruce Campbell would have been like too on the nose, where it was just kind of yeah, like, I think so. Like, you end up eye rolling through most of the movie, but like yeah, I, I can buy him as a Frank Welsh, the big you know big yeah. head and all like the crazy hair, and he's like he's got some you know he's got some size on him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it'll work. 
Yeah. The, they say when that movie's coming out? Nope, never. All right. Uh, next year, maybe? Let me check. Oh, sure. Oh, you know what? I should, probably should have led with this story, because it's probably, like, a bigger deal since we were talking about uh, Ubisoft. Uh, Jade Raymond left. She just up and left. That's... Well, you know what? Listen, sometimes you sometimes just need to change. Okay, that's you fine. Need to change, and I, 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 she's been there a ten decade. years at least. Hey, I mean, she, she's the one that got like Assassin's Creed off the ground, Splinter Cell off the ground. Like, <laughs> she's the first liar. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she, she, she gave us a nice proof of concept. Yeah, no, I know, I know. And, and, and from what I'm here, she, 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 she knows how to run a team and like getting and just get games out there. Because mo- I guess that's what big studios want. It's like, hey, you know what? You don't want to have another like uh, a Bioshock situation where you're just like, yeah, we've got this game. It's taking a hundred years to make. And well, they, they got that guy from uh, Epic Games, Gears yeah. Viking. What's his he name? Came in, uh, I, I don't remember. But he came in. And... Thing. He's like, you need you put the drink down. We're shipping this fucking game. Yeah, he, you are too fartsy, guys. Or stop being creative and fucking rip out that multiplayer. Let's just get this fucking game out there, right? <laughs> we can make some money off this goddamn game. <laughs> but like, I love uh, that. Love yeah, that. Yeah, no, you need and and you need that because that's how you get projects done. Like, yeah, you know, in a perfect world, you know, and and are you know, and I and I, my time talking to a bunch of indie devs is like you are never happy with what you have and you want more time. So if it was up to them, their game would never come out if it wasn't their obligation to like pay rent and. Well, that's if you notice, um, our own developer, Mr. David Fenster, who's been on the mm-hmm. podcast, um, you know, he says ship now. And you know, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> that's that's hey, that's what a lot of game companies do to us, right? We we live in that age where we can yeah. do that. Well, that's what it is, you know. Software is always evolving, and you have to. I mean, that's someone has to at, at a certain point, someone has to come in and say, "We're going over budget for two years now. We got <laughs> to ship this game." I mean, see what they're doing with uh, Titanfall. They they just announced that their next update. They're gonna have a co-op horde mode. And it's like yeah, that was probably something on their cutting room floor. That was Absolutely. like, if we want to ship by March, we can't have this horde mode in. It's just impossible. And right. you know, we live in that age where it's like, hey, we weren't really missing it, but you know, any extra content helps. Uh, but you know, the opposite side of that story is you get a Battlefield Four, where it's like, <laughs> listen, you can release it, but we can tell you this game is not done. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, dude. Like we're just or, we'll just see what happens. But I'd love to be in that think, in that office when they shift it, and then like they're looking at it like around each other. It's like they fucking shift it. Like oh, <laughs> I guess we'll yeah. start working with the expansion packs. <laughs> yeah, or or you look at something like uh, I guess like annualized stuff like Madden or like you know Assassin's Creed or something like that, where they have like features they try to include in one edition, but they just have to get it out. So they might be like, okay, just cut it. We'll we'll put it in next year's version. You know that that sort of especially like with Madden, I think they do that a lot. So. Yeah, especially when this weird transition period with stuff is coming out on like two generations of consoles, so yeah. it's it, it's like you know that's how, that happens a lot in sports games where you kind of get that first year of a new hardware. The first year of sports games is always like the best looking, but the lightest as far as features are concerned, because it's like listen, they just just give them a pretty sports game with quick match. That's all they want right now. Just <laughs> throw it out there, we'll fix it later. Which is yeah. the problem with uh, NHL 15, and later on, it's, oh no, we'll we'll throw in your season mode and your GM mode, uh, you know, after the fact. It was just you know, right, like. To me, it's like almost like an excuse where it's just like, it's it's your reason to give me an incomplete game, which is almost what it seems like. In the worst scenario, that's what it feels like to the consumer, especially if you're a fan of the fan. If you're a fan of like NHL, imagine like you buy this game every year and it's always like rock solid, and then all of a sudden you're sitting like, you're missing here. Like, and I'm just like, oh no, it'll be in in a few weeks from now. Don't even worry about it. Like, no, that's 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 asking a lot of the consumer who just bought your game. Yep. Yeah. 
But uh, what was Jade, uh, Jade's quote? Uh, I'm confident that now is a good time for me to transition leadership of the studio to Alex and pursue my other ambitions and new opportunities. Uh, she means Alexandra Perezu, who helped found the studio. He's taking over her, her role, essentially. And, uh, I mean, I would love to see her go to, you know, just I, I, another big studio would be great to be happy to have her. Like, you know, put her in EA. Like, that's, let's, let's have her go to EA and just fucking clean house. Like, I, 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 I want her there and just kind of, like, you know, course correct that ship because, you know, EA is going in some weird directions as far as, like, how some franchises are concerned. I was like, monetization, we got to make money on everything. Jersey's not fuck you. They got to pay for them. <laughs> Like, yeah, so I, I'd like to see her do that, but, you know, like, maybe she'll do what the Bioware doctors did, and it's just like, I want to make videos about beer. That's what I'm passionate about. Like, <laughs> you made a ton of money. I'm done. Yeah, I'm good. I was a doctor. I have more than enough money. I was a neurosurgeon. Well, they were brothers, that? too, right? They're, like, brother doctors? Like yeah, that? no, no, they weren't brothers, but oh. they, they, they they opened the same practice together, and then they oh, like, okay, right, right, right. They, they do video games, and then they did video games, and they were like, well, we're good at everything we do. Let's do something else. And, <laughs> and that was, and, and you know, the good, yeah, God damn it, good for them. But, yeah, I'd like to see her just, like, you know... I want to see her someplace weird. Like, I want her to go to, go to like, Nintendo or, like... Or, or, or like, Suda51 or something. And just, oh, like, oh, my gosh. Just, like, smack them in the head and just be like, all right, first of all, your games have to make sense, and that's the only way they're going to sell now. Or, like, or like at Platinum Games. Just, like, I want to I want her to go someplace really bonkers. But, uh, Suda, Suda's going to be working on, like, Lollipop Chainsaw 2, and Jade's just going to pick up everything and just throw it in the trash, and then she's like, no, Suda, bad Suda. <laughs> Go back to making sneakers. You're good at that. Let's do that. Like, uh, all right, let's see the final bit of news we have going on here. Guys, I know how excited you are to play Grand Theft Auto V on the PC. There's no beta. So if, if I tell you there's a beta, or if some dude on the street says, hey, man, I'm gonna send you a link. That guy's lying. It's for it's for the PC beta of Grand Theft Auto V. You just gotta give me your credit card number. I'm not gonna charge it though. It's, it's, it's how I know. It's how I know you're real. It's how I know you won't screw me over and tell your friends about it. Like no no no. Like, on, on, on the down low, right? It's like the first 25 hours. It's got some multiplayer there, and we also got a new character. It's like, are there really that people that are are that like gullible? That I really exist. I think there are some really good-looking phishing, scamming sites to maybe someone who doesn't go to a, a video game website all the time who just says, like, oh, wow, that's a weird pop-up I got in my email about a Grand Theft Auto beta. Yeah, sure, I'll give you four bucks. And they're like, hey, this, I have a virus. That's so weird. Or I have, nine, I have 20 gigabytes of porn. Now the FBI is knocking on my door. <laughs> I, I think people are that gullible. You know, you you were in an age where you had to explain to your grandparents like no that guy from Nigeria who says he doesn't have a million dollars for your grandpa. Doesn't have a million dollars like no 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 do not wire him five thousand dollars for the transaction fee. Not please, no no don't do it. Just for life savings. No, you're gonna die penniless. You crazy old bat. Like no, I I I don't know. I mean. We it's we, we make fun of it because we're just kind of like we know better, but like yeah, there are people out there who are just like super gullible who are just and like I don't want to meet that person ever because I'm just gonna rip them off. Ah <laughs> uh, oh, man, so so yeah, and if you know if if you see any ads on our site about a PC beta, click on it because that gives us a click, but don't download it. Right? Just we we want them clicks, but after that, it's, it's, you're on your own. But uh, also, I wrote that I wrote that article just to use the uh, picture of uh, 
of Travis hitting a mime in a hat with a baseball bat. <laughs> so that was really that was really the only reason I ran that service. Like, I'm like, I'm sure we have a funny picture I can use. Only only purpose. So. Only purpose. I'm like, yeah, a PSA, but really, I just want to see a mime. It's like, ah, and his face gets hit right there. Uh, man. But you know, we're we're running long. You know, I'm sorry, Ryan. Ryan, you, you, you there. What what you been playing? Hey, uh, I've been one? playing a lot of Drive Club, even though it's uh, or which which Ryan? Sorry. You, you know, you started, you started talking. No, I, I love you. Assertive. I love it. Go for it. <laughs> uh, no, I've been playing Drive Club, even though the online portion is terrible still. But uh, I'm work? enjoying it. I mean, does it work? Can you play online? It's getting better. You know, Paul Rachinsky and, and Evolution have been saying, you know, they're they are delivering slowly what they promised, so we're getting. <laughs> I love how that's not a no or a yes. You're just I'm like sure by January when the game was probably delayed. <laughs> <laughs> Everything to say, the game was delayed a year. It should have. It should have. Probably, probably should have stayed in the oven for a little. Uh, Ryan, Ryan's, Ryan's, just, Ryan's, Ryan's just like I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that I'm enjoying this game. <laughs> the cake I might be. <laughs> now I, I feel this sensation that I have to finish it, even though there, it's a racing game. There is no ending. I feel like I have to get to level cap. I just have to. I don't know. Something is driving me. No pun intended. <laughs> so is that a, is the PSN version up? Because I wanted to try that PSN, like the free, ver- like the smaller version of it. That's not still yet. not up yet, right? It's not yet. Not yet. And people they, are still they keep promising soon, soon, and whatever soon. Next, another year from now. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Drive Club. You remember that? I mean, the PS4. The PS4 was launching, and we're just like, we got this crazy fucking car racing game. It's Drive Club. And we're like, oh man, it's I, crazy. And then, I remember back when it was called Hashtag Drive Club, but they, you know, yeah, they, they dropped the hashtag drop and... <laughs> God damn it, Ubisoft! I think they realized how cool they were trying to be and then realized that they weren't trying to be cool at all and then they just decided to drop it, so yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was someone who forgot how SEO works and it's like, yeah, people totally look for our game. Like, no one's going to put Hashtag Drive Club to look for your fucking game. <laughs> Uh, uh, watchdog. I'm glad we kind of stayed away from the watchdog. Watch underscore dogs, because that's actually what the title is. And yeah. I think most gaming outlets were like, no, no, fuck you, Ubisoft. They're gonna write. And, mo- and most most times we're very we're outlets are pretty respectful with how you do it. If you have like we have a three, you know, it's seven, but the seven is like seven. so. So any Japanese game that comes out, pretty much. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> Our Final Fantasy title or Kingdom Hearts remix R W like no yeah man, it's... fuck you <laughs> uh, just Drive Club Ryan uh that Destiny I haven't I haven't picked up Alien Isolation yet I'd like to but uh, haven't haven't got around to spending sixty bucks on it yet Misha it's good uh, previous Ryan how are you <laughs> I'm good uh, I've actually been playing new games that have been out because before that I've been playing mostly backlog stuff so I'm actually playing stuff people are also playing so I'm excited um, I've been playing a lot uh, aside from Smash Brothers obviously I'll just get my Smash Brothers in there now but you um, know Ryan you know I'm giving you 10 seconds I'm going to take it back <laughs> Right. Uh, let's see. Okay. So, so okay. So ten seconds of Smash Brothers. Uh, I've been playing a lot as Duck Hunt Dog because he's really fun, and uh, Rosalina's a dick. Um, that's about it. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so okay. So, so Smash that's Brothers. Um, and then uh, also I've been reviewing uh, Borderlands the pre-sequel. Uh, I got my review copy kind of late, so I'm still kind of working through it. But we'll have a review up later this week. Uh, it's been pretty fun. I've been enjoying it. Like Borderlands, I've had like kind of a tough time getting into before because um, it's just kind of a slow burn, especially if you're just playing by yourself. Um, 
you know, but I, but I've been enjoying it. The the whole like moon mechanic, it, it, it's like <laughs> I think it's like the most self aware Borderlands has ever been. Which I mean, it's been pretty self aware, but this one's especially like kind of almost like Saints Row levels of crazy at times. I feel like it's just like really up there. But are, uh, are the anyway. guns still crazy? Are the crazy yeah, they're in there, Ryan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Plenty, plenty this, crazy. This, um, is, this is the one Handsome Jack is in, right? Yeah, this is Handsome. Yeah, this is. is uh, he, well, yeah, Handsome Jack's kind of like the main like main guy in it, pretty no, much. Is he, um, is he still super? quote, funny, unquote. <laughs> he's, he's still very handsome, Jack. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so, so Borderlands, uh, and then other than that, I started uh, I started playing Alien Isolation and Shadow of Mordor, um, which uh, Shadow of Mordor has been really fun. Uh, I'm only, like, I think each game I'm, I'm both about, like, two or three hours into at this point, and uh, they're both really fun. Alien I'm really liking, although I am kind of, like, I feel like Alien I'm, I'm going to love, like, for the first, like, five or six hours, and then in the remaining, like, ten hours or so that I <laughs> that there are, I'm going to burn out on it and kind of get bored with it. Um, so, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, and Shadow Mortar I'm really liking, too. And uh, I just got Evil Within today, so I'm going to be probably downloading that tonight and uh, looking forward to playing that. We're going to have a very big horror talk next week. Yeah, I was going to say, after I get some time into Evil Within and, and a little bit more in Alien, um, I, I love scary games, so I'm really excited that there's so much like so much out now that, for like for scary games at the moment. So, Deputy Editor, Joel Tavares, what have you been uh, Still uh, rocking on that Shadow of Mordor. Um, I think I'm probably like eight hours in. Um, yeah, I, I mean, again, it's, I, it's, it's one of those things where I can just literally turn it on, Play an hour, play an hour and a half. I'm good. Which is probably the right way you should play a yeah. uh, an open world game. I, I, I think. How satisfying now that you guys are playing Mordor? How satisfying is killing is beheading that like asshole orc who keeps running away? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Well, yeah, I, I, like when I when I just started the game, I ran into I think like five orc captains all at once, and I was like, it, it looked like a scene out of like Benny Hill where I'm just trying to run away from them so I can go like recover health, and they're just five orc captains like chasing me with their like and shooting me and stuff. It was it was pretty fun. But well, one of the orcs' uh, strengths on one of them is literally call for allies. So like any orc captain if it's in it will just hustle their way to you. But yeah, <laughs> so if you're in a stronghold, every once in a while it's just like cutscene after cutscene of just orcs being introduced. And then their names being shouted out loud. Like it, it's funny because like the way they the way they actually like respond to you walking mm. around the world, like it's it just like I just think of Arkham so much. Like I'm just waiting yeah. for one of them to be like, "Hey, look, it's the Batman." Like the rumor, the rumor is at some point, whatever Shadow of Mordor was was going to be a Batman game that got scrapped. And so it's like I'm sitting there. So when I heard that, I'm looking at this nemesis mechanic, like. Doesn't that make a lot of sense? Like Batman working his way up, like taking a thug, scaring the shit out of him. Goes, I'm gonna make you a captain, and you're gonna do whatever I like. Goes, all right, whatever, Batman, whatever you say. And then you're you're helping him be like a mob badass, like you know, like Sid the Squid, and you're moving him up there, and like, like that would have been real. Like, I, you know, yeah. I, I want that mechanic to come in, like, to appear in so many games. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised because, like, you got to think about the way a lot. I mean, the way games are made, right? So it's like Assassin's um, Creed. But Ubisoft, listen, imagine taking like a Templar, right? And you're making him like a better Templar by like being like killing his rivals and shit. Like Yeah. Anything. I mean but but the but the way like uh any game is, is created, um, especially like these much bigger titles, right? Um and I, I was talking to Job from uh, Telltale about this. You know, a lot of games start as this gameplay mechanic. And then they, you know, they wrap a, a world around it. Then they build a story around it. Then they build something else around it. All of a sudden, you have Shadow Mordor. You know, so it's like that could that that story that like you know um, that uh, urban legend that it was like a Batman game. I I would totally believe that. 
I would totally because there, there's no doubt in my mind that WB was going to milk the shit out of uh, Arkham. You know, even after Rocksteady was done with that shit, <laughs> no doubt in my mind. You know that 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 could have been it. You know, and that is an amazing nemesis system, and it's crazy that no one's done it. Yeah, that's why I see. That's why I like the argument that this is like a true next gen game because there's a lot of like computing and computer algorithms going on in the background where it's like I'm more convinced that this is a next gen game more than uh, Infamous Second Son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's because remember console versions of Shadow of Mordor are not is not going to have this nemesis system. The, the last, the last gen version. The last gen. The, I'm sorry. The yeah. last really? gen. Really? They're, they're not gonna have the Nemesis system. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Just especially just when you think that like the Nemesis system is like the key part of that entire game. It's like it's really gonna be weird. I think. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be a, every other Lord of the Rings. Game. Yeah, pretty much. It, like I think it's gonna have a very limited Nemesis system because one yeah. of the plot points is you take a, a douchebag guy and turn him from like zero to hero. So I think you you're gonna do that, but I think maybe they'll cut that number in half, or it's just not as they're just not as not as in depth. I'm like that's gonna be like I kind of want to try it out to see like. What well, we... you you know it's not just like pushing the guy up to the ranks, but also like you know that like you can battle someone and like take a piece off of them, and then later on they'll be like, I remember that battle we had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll come with a big eye patch on his face, or if you yeah. burn him, he's just like, ah, I'm coming to the scars. You burned me that one time, asshole. Like <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. I mean, I think up until this point, there really hasn't... Like, even Infamous and stuff like that, like, I've been, I've been looking forward to playing, but I think this really is, like, the game that, like, seems like, okay, like, this is a next-gen game. This is, like, mm. this is a game that we couldn't, you know, that, that has new things it's offering other than just, like, you right. know, really nice visuals, and that it's right. doing... I mean, like, I, I think it's going to be... Like, I think even, like, Tony said it before um, when he was on a couple weeks ago that, like, you know, a lot of the stuff this gen is going to be more under-the-hood stuff rather than, like, you know, like you know, crazy new graphics and visuals because and whatnot. It's, it's going to be... The jump to HD has already been made, so now yeah. it's like, what else can yeah. we do? Super HD, 4K. No, that's yeah. not... I, I think, yeah, it's, it's not It's not as much of a... It's not as much of a visual leap as, like, last gen, when, you know, right. going from PS2 to Xbox 360 or whatever. Um, stand definition to high definition across all media. Yeah. Higher this is more. This is going to be more about performance and and new gameplay mechanics that we couldn't see last gen, like, like the Nemesis system. 60 right. frames a second. <laughs> 1080p, 1080p, man. Yeah, you, I saw that footage for Halo 3 running at like 60 frames a second. I'm like, and I got like a little tingle. I was like, this. Was it in your crotch area? Because I got the same. Thing. <laughs> it it kind of was. I don't want to say it, but yeah, it kind of was. Uh, but yeah, the, crotch, the crotchal region. Yeah, that's. I, I I call that just you know, it's the it's the Halo yeah, place. The Halo yeah. place. It's the Halo itch. The Halo uh, place. The Halo itch. <laughs> uh, you got Halo itch. You're gonna go see a doctor, George. It's so just a uh, shadow of Mordor. Is it Halo when you pee? Oh, it, it only oh. Halo's when I pee. <laughs> so, oh, Shadow of Mordor, outside of Shadow of Mordor. So, what else are you playing outside of Shadow of Mordor? Um, I'm playing this game called Try to Get Disgust to add Ryan Rath as a moderator. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. Um, it's like a joke at this point, but I think we've got to figure it out. This is this is behind the scenes website talk, guys. Yeah, this is yeah inside jokes, but uh, no, it's it's, it's, it's really just it's really just been Shadow Mordor. That's uh that's been that's been chilling in my tray. I'm waiting for that WWE 2K15. Like I, I'm, I'm just gonna mark the fuck out so hard in my living room. That's got a character. <laughs> no, do that. That's got a that's got a creator wrestler, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Definitely doing a joystick with George. Kobe Menez in Luchador. Beer. Like, all they have to do is introduce a Gifferator with all this craziness going on with the RKOs. Mm-hmm. Come on, give, give us a Gifferator. That's all we need. Right, I just want to do RKOs out of nowhere, everywhere. Mm, yeah. 
<laughs> it's got to do that and the Tiny Titan mode, like uh, NFL this year. <laughs> do that, so... Alright, uh, my plate's been super full. I decided for whatever reason that this is going to be my month to play every video game in the world. So, uh, I've got Alien, Evil Within. Uh, if my early judgment is Alien's a lot better. If you want your horror game, Alien's probably the way to go. Uh, Evil Within was a good attempt, but no. And we'll elaborate more on that next week because I have issues with that game. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you like body horror, like arms coming out of people's faces and like, oh, the arm's falling off, then Evil Within's probably more up your speed, but if you want tense scariness, Alien Isolation's super good. Uh, I'm playing Massive Chalice because the Kickstarter game got released, so the beta is out there. Uh, Samurai Warriors 4! Fuck yeah! Jorge Nagasaki is going to make an appearance. <laughs> for that. Uh, oh, and uh, uh, Sunset Overdrive. I'm playing that for review. You'll probably see the the embargo lifts on that Monday. There's going to be another video going up probably sometime this week for the multiplayer, but uh, actually having a lot of fun with that. Actually having a lot of fun. I'm going to have a lot of fun with Samurai Wars. I just know it. And I'm not a Warriors person, but I like the idea of just putting... I, I'm a sucker anytime I can put myself in any video game. So, like, yeah, like my, my avatar right now is my character in Sunset Overdrive, and I'm like, I'm going to make him look like me. And yeah, he kind of looked like me. And, you know, he kind of dressed like how I dressed in, like, in high school. Like you, you, have a really, you have a really high success rate with, like, your in-game characters looking a lot like you. Like, when I saw your uh, your joystick with George on FIFA, I was like, that is like George to a T. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, like... I couldn't do that with Evil Within because it was oh, oh Sebastian. <laughs> just just put a, just just put a beard on Sebastian and you're good. That's that's all you uh, need. So, maybe like... maybe that's why I just don't like that game because I'm like I'm I would handle this differently, right? I would not freak out as much. <laughs> just get a get a modder to put a beard on Sebastian and you're good. So you know they they figured out how to make the black bars go away. Like you know they can do that. So just a community activity. And yeah. Yeah, and I think that's it. And guys, we're we're on my, my, my favorite portion of the show. And I'm gonna bring I'm I'm gonna talk to to, 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 to second Ryan here. Second Ryan, how are you? Good. You're like good. How are good, you? Good, good. I got a question for you. Okay, forty two. No. No. <laughs> Correct answer. Where do you get your cool video game shirts from? Uh <laughs> the correct answer is the DualShockers Tee Public shirt. We have a variety of awesome video game shirts. New shirts every week, Ryan. I know you're like, I know you're 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 a Halo guy, right, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, you're a yeah. Halo guy. Yeah, we'll <laughs> go with that. Why don't you get the poor misunderstood grunge shirt here in a variety <laughs> of colors, in male or female sizes? Uh, you're male. I'm gonna assume you're a male size. And uh, you know it's, it's 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 in military brown. I know you're a military guy. There you, there you go. Like it, it it works, right? Or 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 maybe you're maybe maybe you're spiritual. Maybe you you you're all about the yin yang. How about the super yin yang featuring Ken and Ryu? I love it. It's it's great, right? You're you're doing great, right? Awesome. I, I believe George. I believe it's 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 uh, Ryu. Just just to clarify and you know get the fanboys off you. So. Uh, listen, the, the, the fanboys are still on me. I don't even care. Uh, or, or, or maybe you're hardcore. I'm, I'm a little hardcore. Mega dead, <laughs> guys. It's fucking mega dead. It's, it's a skull wearing mega. Man. It's really it Mega Man. Yeah, it's Mega Man who's died, or is a skeleton wearing Mega Man's helmet. Either way, it's super dark and super disturbing. And that's a design by Coinbox Tees, and that's the beauty of our T Public webpage. And let me go back and stop. <laughs> 
this is this is this is, this is, this is getting pathetic. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you want, if you're in the market for like cool video game shirts, check out our T Public uh, page on our website, DualSockers.com, where we have really awesome editorials, breaking news, and really funny videos of me talking over video game stuff. Uh, but yeah, check out that stuff. If you you know buy it, we get you know helps keeps the lights on, man. All right, it it lets us keep doing what we want to do. So you should buy all your T-shirts there for any occasion, like hot date, prom, uh, uh, a funeral. Wow. Don't wear that, don't wear that Mega Man shirt during a funeral. <laughs> wear anything else. Just don't wear that. Man. It's probably in poor taste. Uh, you know, visiting someone at the hospital. Uh, no, is, it, is that bad? Is that bad taste? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you're buying a new car. I, I got a new car this week. Maybe, maybe, maybe I, I, I wore my shell shirt to buy a new car. And that's, you know, I was serious. I was like, we're not negotiating, all right? I'm paying $700 for this car. Because, sir, that is, a, that, that, that is a Ford Focus. They do not cost $700. Please leave. And you know what? There was an issue, but you know what? We, we came to terms. We, met, we found a middle ground. It was... Between twenty-two thousand and seven hundred dollars, but we found an agreeable spot in the middle that I think worked really well for me for a nice, you know, you know, cute red Ford Focus hatchback, which works for me. Uh, but yeah, that's enough of that. I'm so sorry. But yeah, no, they, commercials, man. It's that's we got to keep the wheels of commerce turning. And, uh, that was it, uh, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, Ryan. New, new, new Ryan. I'm you're like new Coke. New Ryan. Thank you so much for joining us. And, 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 uh, time, we have, and then Ryan's original formula. What is yeah, it? Yeah, original Ryan. Just yeah, in case. Uh, I'll take it. Just in case new Ryan doesn't work out, we can be like, oh guys, we're so sorry, but at least we got old Ryan. We'll bring old Ryan back. <laughs> Look, we, we got him in our I'll back Don't worry about it. Thanks again for joining us. And feel free, if you just want to jump in, if, we're, if, 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 if other Ryan is, like, out of line, just jump in and be like, no, Ryan, Smash Bros. is not that great. Uh. <laughs> jump in and do it. I, I have your back. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Ryan Meitzler, you, 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 you're you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm me. And, and a, a little bit of me dies every time you, you diss Smash Brothers. so... Wicked Dish and Watch Dogs more if you want. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's not I haven't, fair. I haven't, play, I haven't played Watch Dogs yet, so I don't know. We'll see. But It's not fair. Watch Dogs is, is, is a game. Um, Joel. Joel, <laughs> deputy editor, co-founder, the man, the man who made this possible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even keep it together. Joel, thanks for joining us. Hopefully you guys will be back next week where we'll have a very awesome horror podcast. Mr. Brown says he's going to join us, so we gotta we got to get Mr. Mr. Brown. Keep an eye out for Mr. Brown, all right? A wild Yaris may appear to talk about horror games. He specifically said, if you're talking about horror games, I'm going to be there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, Yaris, go. Go, go be a dad. Sleep, and, sleeping baby is super effective against... Uh, yeah, right? That, that, seems, that seems to take out a wild yard. This is a, a, a <laughs> crack bit. Uh, but guys, thanks again for joining us. Be sure to check out DualShockers.com and all the other... The YouTube channel, the Twitters, and all that nonsense. Uh, go there. We've got We Should Be Selling t-shirts. We've got a bunch of cool stuff going on there. And thank you for joining us in episode 191 of the Shotcast. Nine episodes closer to episode 200, where I have nothing planned. <laughs> yeah, so, it'll be amazing. It's, yeah, it'll, it's going to be awesome, because you know I'll be here. And don't forget Joysticking with George, a regular video feature right up on the site. So give me your feedback. Give me your clicks. I, I feed off attention. I need it to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night.